Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun, friendly host. We are on episode two of season three, the very best one yet. We have a special guest on today's podcast, so I'll keep the introduction short. We'd like to introduce you to Coach Corey Gulick. Corey is a business coach, speaker, and best-selling author. He helps online coaches scale to seven figures and through his coaching and strategies, helps everyday people get noticed in their industry and position themselves as the expert. He lives and works in Fort Worth, Texas. So welcome to the show, Corey. Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thanks for coming on the Daily Grind, Corey. Our listeners are beyond excited to learn more about your story and what you do on your own Daily Grind. So I guess first and foremost, to get the ball rolling, can you tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you do? My name is Corey Gielek. I go by Coach Corey. I live down in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, let's see, what do I do? I, I'm an online marketer, I guess. Uh, that's what I would do with myself. But Coach, I help people build their businesses online. So through social media, I'm an organic marketing strategist, um, as well as you know funnel building. So I help people build their funnels to make sure that their funnels will convert and, and get sales. Wonderful. Yes, really well said. Like I mentioned in the intro, we're excited to learn more about your story. I think this is a really cool topic to, to share on the Daily Grind and your insights and what goes on because a, a lot of our listeners and even Daily Grinders out there in the world, they have their side hustles. They're looking to grow their online business, their online presence. So I think you're a really great fit for our show and to, to share that knowledge. So what got you into like public speaking and writing? Was it from a young age or? Yeah, I mean, I've always kind of had like an entrepreneur spirit, I guess. My first... I'd say my first entrepreneur endeavor was when I was in fourth grade. Um, I sold pencils at school. So I noticed like a lot of the kids at school, like the boys anyway, were, were trading these NFL style pencils or whatever. And uh, they were buying them from the office for like a quarter each. So uh, the first business I got into is I, I took all my mom's quarters and I bought every single pencil that was in the machine. And then I went around, you know, selling them and stuff like that. But uh, that's kind of where I got started. And then, you know, what got me into the online world was, I went through a really rough spot back in like 2008 and I had to pivot and, and go a different direction in my life. But for about 10 years, I didn't really do anything with it. I was just learning, learning, learning. And then finally, uh, a couple years ago, my daughter was born and I was like, you know what? It's time that I actually put this stuff in, into use, right? So I got online, started going on Facebook, started you know, kind of building my personal brand and all that stuff. And what happened was kind of naturally, I just started building these Facebook groups, right? And I was growing them to like a thousand plus members in 90 days or less. And I didn't think anything of it because you know, I didn't take any courses on it. I didn't, you know, know anything about it. Really, I was just doing what came natural. And then people started reaching out to me like, "Hey, how are you growing your group so fast?" You know. And then all of a sudden, I became this Facebook group growth expert, and I was getting my name dropped in all these different groups on Facebook, and people were inter interviewing me all over the place. And so I, I just shared like what I was doing. It's all organic. You know, I never did any paid advertising, so I just focused on doing organic growth, uh, group growth stuff. And then from there, uh, it ended up landing me a deal where I could, uh, where I could speak because I wanted to be a speaker was one of my biggest things that I wanted to do. So I ended up having a, a mastermind last March. So like right when 
when COVID hit. Spoke at a mastermind, had a bunch of people that were what I would say, you know, a couple levels up from me anyway in the industry that were on stage, so I got to show the stage with them. And because of that, I uh, I met somebody at that event that you know published me, you know, in a, in a book. So everything kind of just builds off each other as as you go. But the the thing that I found was you know how how to personally brand yourself to get yourself in those positions. Really well said, Corey. Just growing that personal brand, kind of starting from the bottom up and continuously go uh, persevere. You mentioned pivot, which is a key word, especially for our entrepreneurs out there when there's like changes that or external factors that you can't really control out in the industry or wherever you're located or market or factors along the way, you're able to persevere and kind of think outside the box when it comes to building your brand or building your business. So that's really great to hear. So yes, you, you teased on a little bit, but did you have like an initial like, you know, interest in that online business space or it grew over time? Yeah, so I mean, originally, like, I just wanted to get online because I knew that, that that was kind of the direction that the world was going anyway, but more so because of the time freedom, right? So if you can work from home from your computer or your now nowadays at your smartphone, you know, back when I first kind of started the journey, we didn't have smartphones necessarily. We had, you know, flip phones and stuff. But um, but nowadays, like, I mean, you can literally run your business from your phone. And that was what intrigued me to, to go the online route, right? Like, if I could make a full-time income, working from my phone, then I can do it anywhere. And, you know, who doesn't want to do that? Exactly. Yeah. Just try on your fingertips, uh, very on the go-esque with our daily grounders, you know, always busy schedule, things of that. So able to fit in having that like work-life balance essentially too. So, which is really important as well. Then, yeah, I guess, did you have then like a tipping point or like an aha moment essentially in, you know, building, you were that growth expert for Facebook, but did you have like an aha moment essentially where it just clicked like, oh my gosh, I should just do this. Yeah, exactly. So when, when I was building these other groups, because all the groups that I was building were like based around different, you know, different topics or niches, whatever you want to call them. And when it, when it was starting to get like, I was getting bombarded with people just asking me how I was doing it. Right. So at that point I was like, when I was like, well, I said, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start a group all about growing Facebook groups. And then from there, we'll see where it goes kind of thing. And so I, I had the mission of growing a group to a thousand members in 90 days. Cause that's kind of what I was getting claimed to fame. Um, and it had grown that group to 80 or, 2,000 members in 80 days. So it was like twice, twice as many people in a little bit shorter time. And then I put together like my own little course and stuff. So that was like my, my aha moment was once, once I saw that group really taking off and I hit that you know, first thousand members and I think it was like, you know, 45 days or 50 days, I knew that I had something that was worth value. Right. That was my, my first little thing. So. That's great. That's really great, Corey. And just being able to have, again, those goals, we're really goal driven on this podcast as well. So whether it's, you know, one of your first goals or something along the way, it kind of motivates you to work towards that. And your real life example here with with that goal of a thousand members, 90 days, you definitely surpassed it. Now you're able to build that course. So again, that's what we have here on the podcast to learn more about what you do. So another, another, I guess, key piece, or can you kind of Take us through the journey of how you came with the idea behind the 30 day live challenge. Yeah. So again, that was a direct result of me growing my Facebook group. So, you know, when I, when I was first starting my groups, the one thing that I noticed was, um, or at least I felt anyway, that I was gaining momentum because of the fact that I was willing to put myself on camera, that I was willing to go live. Right. Uh, it was right when Facebook was first coming out with live kind of thing, like the whole live feature and a lot of people weren't doing it. So me doing it, just put myself out there, you know, and it, that's what kind of helped me grow it. So I took that and I said, listen, if you guys want to do this, like, 
you know, do the 30 day live challenge in my group, which is what I do now. And I coach you through the whole process, right? So 30 days, I give you a topic every day. You talk about it. I explain, you know, the type of video that you're doing, why you're doing it, and why it's important for, for your marketing or your business or your brand. But that was like a super powerful way that people could start putting themselves out there and get out of their comfort zone. Uh, because ultimately, you know, you know, when it comes to social media, you got to have the scroll stoppers, what they call it, right? So you got to get people to stop the scroll. And videos is one of the best ways to do it. So that's why ads work so well, because they're, they're video. And people stop to watch the video. Uh, it's easier to watch a video than to read a paragraph worth of words. You know, so it seems like a lot of people are just gravitating towards that area, right? So that was one of the best ways that I could, I could see to help others as well is just get comfortable on camera. That way, uh, it, it'll be a huge part of it. I mean, and if you look at any top name marketer, I mean, there's not a single top name marketer that I know that doesn't get on video, right? So it's something that you're going to have to do if you want if you want to take it to the next level. Yes, really well said, Corey. Just being able to, again, the social media, I love that key, key where they mentioned scroll stoppers. But it's, it's really true. It's, it's reality in today's age, especially when social media is such a big focus in business marketing campaigns, growing your personal brand story things of that nature what you're trying to share with the world and especially too with facebook and other platforms significantly growing or people using whether it's from influencer marketing or you know organic growth even that's the platform to use so which is really important so Corey, with your business when you you know after that aha moment did you face any challenges initially like in the early phase of building out your business oh man i hit all kinds of challenges right like (laughs) I always, I kind of joke about it, but I always say, like, if the universe could throw something at me, it would. The mastermind that I threw back in March of March 14th of last year, 2020, right? Like, that was literally the week that COVID hit. So I had this uh, this event space rented out. There was 300 members that were supposed to come, and literally the country shut down. So only half the people showed up. Half the people were brave enough to still show up. But um, it's not a great event, but that's like a prime example of an obstacle that I had to overcome, right? And at that point, you know, I had the opportunity of, well, I can either you know, stop it myself or just go through with it. And I'm the type of person that I'm just going to plow through and get it done, right? Because there's nothing that's going to stop me. And it's kind of funny because even at that event, you know, when I was speaking, that was part of my speech. Like a lot of entrepreneurs, I, uh, I related to like a steam engine, right? So your online journey, your business, is kind of like a steam locomotive. And if you don't know how that works, basically there's this big water tube in the front of the train, right? You, you stoke the fire. The fire heats up the wire, builds up the steam. The steam pushes the pistons, which drives the wheels. And most online entrepreneurs, they get on the train, they start shoveling the coal, they start building the fire, and then they find out that it's a lot of work and it stinks and it's hot and it's sweaty and all this other stuff. And the, the sad part is, is once you build up that pressure, the first thing that happens is the wheels actually slip, right? They don't grip the track, they, they slip. And that's where most entrepreneurs, uh, I think, find the shiny objects in the room, right? Well, this isn't going anywhere. I put all this time and energy in. The wheels are slipping, and then they see a different train, right? The shiny object, whatever that is. So they jump off this train, and then they go and try to start another train. And it's the same thing. They put all this work in, and it's a cycle. But what will happen is when you're dedicated to that one business, that one train, you just hang on just that little bit longer, those wheels will stop slipping. They'll start gripping, and you start moving that train, right? It's not a fast product process. You're not going to go from zero to, you know, 100 miles an hour overnight. But what will happen is you get this big, massive train moving down the tracks. And the coolest thing, especially online, you know, marketing online you know, entrepreneurship, is once you get that, that mass moving at full speed, 
it's almost impossible to stop, right? So I still make money off of products that I put out years and years ago because it's out there on the internet. People just you know, randomly find them nowadays, uh, and you know I still get that residual income. So even if I wanted to stop the train, I couldn't just lock brakes, just like a just like a train, right? Like you try to lock up the brakes on a train, it's still gonna go you know hundreds of feet down the track before it actually stops. So you know if you're an online entrepreneur, there's gonna be it's gonna be hard at first, at first, build up your momentum and all that kind of stuff. But stick with it. Like don't don't jump off this train and try to start another train. Get this train going. Once it's going and you start kind of getting some kind of benefits from it, then you can you you can start another train later down the road. But that's what I've done. So I built my first little my first little train was a Facebook groups, right? And then because of that, because I got that one going down the track, I was able to take a stop and and do the mastermind, do a speaking gig, right? And then from there, I was able to do the author gig. So um, even though you're on one train, you can always go to different different depots, if you would, to um, to get different you know assets built up for you. So. Oh, that's great. I, I love it, Corey, with the visualization of the steam engine. I think that I think it helps, you know, tell tell the story of just continually persevere, be able to, again, if obstacles come your way, be able to overcome them and don't get intimidated by either others in your space as well, because a lot of people have different goals. So you don't need to directly compare someone. And you mentioned too the the zero to 100. I think that's super important. We, we really emphasize that too. Like, it's not it's going to take more than a day to build something. <laughs> right. So, you just got to trust the process and uh, build that confidence and overcome those obstacles and continue on that track or path or whatever it is you're taking. So, yes, we, we mentioned about, you know, obstacles, mistakes, things of that. And you're exactly you're in the heart of this. So with the with the online business, what are some common mix, mistakes that online entrepreneurs, authors, course creators uh, make early on in theirs? I think they give up too early, like I was just mentioning, you know, shiny object syndrome. Like, I think. Entrepreneurs, the, the mindset of an entrepreneur, uh, unfortunately, is kind of ADD, right? Like they're all over the place and it's easy to get distracted by other things. So the number one mistake I would say is they, they don't stick with it long enough, right? They, uh, they, don't, they, they put in enough energy and effort, they just don't stick with it, like I'm saying with the train. And then like you were just saying with like the, the comparison of, you know, comparing yourself to others. One of the things I always like to coach people on too is like competition, right? So. Uh, we're in this society that we believe competition is like win or lose, and it, it really isn't. You know, competition um, at the root of it, you know, derives from the Greek term, but it means to do your best against somebody else's best, and then you guys get better together, right? So, as a lacrosse coach, I coach you know high school lacrosse and stuff, and, and that's something I always kind of kind of beat into my kids' head is that you know we're here to do our very best, you know, against their very best. One of us will win, one of us will lose. Don't get me wrong. But ultimately, we'll get better because of it, right? We get to learn and experience that that competition together. So, don't look at people as competition in the way of they're you know, they're better than you or they're you know not as good as you. But look at it in a way that you can do your best against their best and and, and do better. So, really well said, Corey. I think that's really great too. Just to to you know going back to getting better, uh, self improvement personally growing your brand. I think that's really important. Uh, that sh shiny object syndrome. Object syndrome, <laughs> object syndrome yeah. <laughs> I need another coffee. But yeah, just going back to all those different challenges. Those are def there's a solution for them. And again, don't get intimidated. You got to build that confidence. Like people persevere and you could probably look at Corey's background, my background, whoever else is out there as an entrepreneur, whatever industry you're in. We've definitely had failures along the way, for sure. It's you learn from them and you get better 
at what you do in your daily grind. So I think that's really important. So yes, speaking on the, the second part of this question is just how can our listeners, you know, our entrepreneurs make changes or do you have any best practices or advice for them and how can they change what they're doing to overcome those mistakes or challenges? Yeah. So stick with it. You know, like I keep going back to that. I know, but you know, when it comes to, when it comes to building your brand and business, like the, the number one thing is you've got to really be all in on it, right? Like it's not just do a little bit here, do a little bit there. Like you need to be showing up every single day even if it's in just a small way. So even when I very first started, you know, I mean, I had a nine to five when I first started, I was just like anybody else, but I was always like every opportunity that I had to be on social media, to, to do a post or comment on other people's posts and all that kind of stuff. Like I took that opportunity. Right. So whether it was like just before lunch or my whole lunch period, I was on there, you know, whatever it is, just take the time and know that it's going to take, it's going to take time, you know, until you can get there, uh, get to a point where you can walk away and, and do it full time. And then once you make that switch, it's it's crazy. So when you're working a full-time job and you're trying to build your side hustle, right? You're putting it seems like you're working a ton because you are. You got your full-time job and you're doing the side hustle. But at some point you get to the to the point where you can walk away from your full-time job and now you just freed up what 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And you you can still run your side hustle with the same amount of time that you've been putting in this whole time. Right? Does that make sense? So working a 40 hour a week job and putting in 10, 20 hours a week in your side hustle. Well, now all of a sudden you only have to work 10, 20 hours a week and you got this extra 40 hours a week to do whatever you want with. Right. So once you make that point, once you get to that point where you're ready to make that leap, like just be prepared for that because it's, it's definitely a different lifestyle once, uh, once you don't have to go to work anymore. Really well said. I, I like it. Thanks again, Corey, for sharing your, your background and insights on this. I think it's really important for our listeners to hear and, again, just don't get intimidated right away and continue, continually grow, continually to grind out what you do to make things, ha- make things happen down the road. You are our Facebook growth expert here on the daily grind. How effective you again, talked about it earlier on in our interview, how effective is going on Facebook live when it comes to growing your brand? Can you just kind of tell us more about the importance of it? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when it comes to you know online marketing, they always say it's the no like and trust factor, right? And there's no faster way to build that than with video uh, and the reason being is because people get to see you they get to hear you you know they get to get to feel who you are and that's where you really build that no like and trust factor that's that's why videos are so important yes you can do posts and people can read your you know your posts or see your pictures and stuff like that but it's a completely different thing when you're sitting in front of a camera and, and talking to somebody because then you're like really talking to them right like it's not just uh, words on paper or words on the screen it's you being you which is going to be my number one thing is just be authentic if you guys do the do video i don't i don't ever script anything you know i've never scripted one one thing that i've said on video um just be you be natural and people are going to like you word of caution you know haters are going to hate so when you start getting haters showing up in your in your comments or whatever just ignore them right you don't have to believe them you don't have to block them uh you don't have to give them the time of day like who cares you know that's their opinion they probably feel bad about themselves and they want to take it out on you uh, and that's fine, but don't waste your time with haters first and foremost. But I just want to give you guys that that pre warning because there are going to be people out there that are just going to be like, oh, this person's a fake or a phony or whatever it might be. And really, it's just because of their own insecurities. And every every big name, every brand has haters, right? Like that's how that's all there is to it. If you don't have haters, you're not doing something right. 
Really well said, Corey. Again, really important to you know get out there on Facebook Live and be able to you know showcase yourself, present yourself. That authenticity, I think, is really important too. It just shows your true personality and what you're what you're doing out there. And I think it's really important to again to help build those relationships with your audience, with your community, what you're doing with your with your brand. So yes, I guess on the on the flip side of this for our entrepreneurs out there or people that are kind of afraid or what's what's like the top three reasons why people are just holding back from going live on Facebook? Yeah, so I think, you know, it, it kind of depends on what generation you're from. But like my generation, I mean, I'm almost 40 years old now. We grew up in the era where recorders or video cameras were just coming out, right? So we were always afraid of the camera anyway. We were like, oh, get that out of my face. But nowadays, you know, I think it's the kids nowadays, they grab their cameras and do whatever. But that self-insecurity is what holds most people back. And I think that's holding back the, the people that really um, have the have the most to really give, right? Because any fool can just pick up a camera and start being goofy. But when you have a message to get out there, you know, people take themselves so seriously that, they, that they're afraid to just put themselves out there. So um, that's the thing that I would say holds people back the most. Well, so I think it's just kind of, even with two, you can see this across industries as well. For instance, me on the podcasting side, you have this idea and you're afraid to, to take it to the next step because you're afraid to put it out in the open, just sharing that with the world. Because uh, you don't know what to expect, a lot of unknowns coming your way. So um, people that don't have that that knowledge of Facebook Live right away are kind of on the border of not sure what to do. And you're like someone that y they could reach out to or learn more about and and what what you do with your business. Yeah, absolutely. That's great to hear. So yes, speaking of, I guess we'll shift platforms from Facebook to Instagram because you're really big on there. So you're big all over. Obviously, how can entrepreneurs leverage Instagram and uh, even go viral or on this? What also can you tell us too for our listeners out there that are not really familiar with the viral content pl uh, templates? Yeah. Um, so when it comes to Instagram, I'm I'm really not that big on Instagram, and I just you know I post irregularly, which is like what you need to do. Any kind of platform, you need to be posting every like I'd say post at least once a day, right? But there are templates that you can get. Basically, I I have Canva templates that you can get that will help you just fill in the blanks basically right and then you just post those on a regular basis so but yeah that's you know I'm, I'm not huge on instagram i just i do it because it needs to be done do you think the importance of just kind of leveraging or building off of facebook and instagram or even twitter or clubhouse or like all those like a mix of it's probably healthy to have multiple platforms that you utilize for your personal brand yeah absolutely so that was like one of the things that i learned and you know going back to earlier in the conversation we we're talking about like obstacles that you have to go overcome so a year ago like i was all in on facebook and i actually lost my facebook account so i don't know what happened somebody hacked into it or whatever but uh, i couldn't get in and then i ended up having a i got a new phone so i couldn't couldn't uh whatever you call it prove my account or whatever right so i couldn't get back on i had to start a new account and i couldn't get back on facebook for like seven months and at that time that's all i was i didn't do instagram i didn't do anything else so my instagram and stuff is actually pretty pretty new but now I know the importance of it, right? So the, that's one of the coolest things about doing videos too. So when you do videos, you can actually download the videos and then you can transcribe them, right? And make them into a podcast or you can make, or not a podcast, but a, um, like a blog. You can take the audio out and make it a podcast if you wanted to. And then you can shorten the videos up. So you can take one video and you can upload it to YouTube. You can upload it to TikTok. You can do you know, Facebook videos with it or whatever. So that's the other important thing that I think when it comes to, to doing video anyway, is that you can take one piece of content and you can spread it out over all the different platforms. So, but it's super important, right? Like, so even if, 
even if you uh, don't plan on using the platform, you should have a social media, you should have an account for it anyway. Uh, and the reason for that is if somebody went to Google your name, usually social media are going to be the first thing that pop up. And if anybody like Googles your name, you want to make sure that you're covering at least the first full page of Google, right? Like there should never be anybody else that's on your, on your page if somebody's Googling your name. And the easiest way to do that is just to make sure that you have all of your social media, right? So LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, TikTok, whatever, you know, do them all because those are the ones that come up first because if somebody's searching for a person, that's you know, usually the best way to connect with them is through social media. So really well said, Corey, that's really important to share with our listeners. Just again, going back to the whole, yeah, Googling the Googling your name self, like I definitely do that on a business standpoint, what even our personal brand too, just I think that's what people go to. That's the go-to to find someone's contact information if they want to get in touch with you, if they can't find you directly on uh, each of those apps. So uh, super important. Yeah. yeah. So teased in about Clubhouse, another great platform that's, you know, taking it to the next level here to network and discover your authenticity. Tell us about your experience on Clubhouse. Yeah. So, um, you know, as soon as Clubhouse came out, like because of my, my thought process and, and social media, as soon as it came out, I got on as soon as I could. And then, the marketing mind of me is okay well how do i start building my following and all that kind of stuff you know and same thing i was able to grow my following on there to i don't know i think i'm just under five thousand followers now in you know four or five months i guess but it was all about you know here's the number one key for anybody when it comes to social media right make sure that you have your bio like have your bio or your profile filled out and optimized optimized with keywords related to your niche whatever that might be right and the other thing I would say is inside those bios as well, like name drop. So if there are people that are in your industry that are, that are more, more well-known than you are, I guess, technically, just list that out inside your bio saying that, you know, I follow these people, right? It doesn't have to be, I know these people or I work with these people. Um, I typically put in a statement that says, uh, these are people that I work with and or follow, right? And then I'll just list out people in my industry that, I mean, well, I mean most of them, you know, I have worked with but there's a lot of them that I haven't worked with, but I just know that they're much bigger names. And what that does is in the algorithm, when people start searching for those people, they can start finding you, right? So my clubhouse success, I think really kicked off right there because there's people that weren't on the platform yet. Like Russell Brunson was one of them to where I put his name in my bio. And then if people were searching for Russell Brunson, they were finding me. I was coming up number one on the list, right? Um, I'm not saying that everybody started following me because they thought I was Russell Brunson. Obviously I wasn't. But if people already counted me, in that industry, then they would start following it. So mm-hmm. definitely optimize your profiles as much as possible using keywords, especially really towards your niche. Uh, really great advice for our listeners too, just being able to have that. Again, going back to finding people online or uh, finding your contact info, uh, just the easy search. <laughs> have your most uh, latest and greatest, what's on your profile. That's what people are looking for, yeah. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, so just kind of getting back to Clubhouse or just any of the social media generals and platforms, like what's what are ways that our daily grinders can really utilize that platform? Uh, so you mentioned updating your, your bio. Any other last uh, takeaways for our listeners out there? Yeah, I mean, we- when it comes to Clubhouse, I would say be cautious because it can be a time suck, right? Like I would go just like anything else, you gotta go into it with intention. Like don't go on, don't go on Clubhouse, don't go on Facebook, don't go on any of these social media platforms uh, without the intention of doing something for your business, right? Like I know there are social media platforms and you're supposed to be social and have fun with them and all that kind of stuff, but really, if you're doing it for business reasons, reasons, then definitely make sure it's focused on business-related activity, right? So, and I'm not saying you can't go and be social. 
like definitely go be social because that's how you get yourself out there. But at the same time, you know, put a time limit on it because your business has much more important things to do than to just be on uh, on social media, right? So Clubhouse is one of the ones, like I said, I see a lot of people on there that are on all day long, right? Put a time limit on it. Like, hey, I'm gonna go on Clubhouse, I'm gonna be on for an hour, you know, whatever it might be, and make sure that you have that scheduled out in your day so that you can, you can participate in all that. Mm-hmm. That's really great, Corey. Yeah, just being organized, being able to prioritize what you need to do throughout your day when, in terms of uh, your business. And just I like that, setting your time limits, because sometimes when you go on these apps or platforms, like you get you kind of get sucked in or you're on there for so many hours or how many minutes and you have other stuff you need to do, check off your list throughout the day. So uh, really great to emphasize that. So, yes, yeah, speaking of daily schedules, Corey, we talked about your, your daily grind, what you do in the online space what's on your daily grind uh, later this year later this year mm-hmm. that's a good question <laughs> what's on my daily grind later this year i mean i, I just keep doing keep doing what i'm doing um doing podcasts right it's going to be my biggest focus probably and that's one of the reasons why i'm here uh because that's one of the best ways to grow your brand on, on social right so whether you have a podcast or you can just get interviewed on podcasts. That'll help you grow so much more because you get to leverage other people's audiences, right? One, you get to bring value to them. Uh, and then two, you get, you know, you get in front of their audience, right? So anybody that's out there that's wanting to grow, um, definitely start making a list of people that have podcasts just like yourself and try to get on them, right? Like, I don't know exactly how to do that yet because usually people reach out to me to get on the podcast, but it's definitely something I'm going to be focusing more on and trying to get on like at least one podcast every week because that's gonna, um, again, like podcasts rank really high in Google as well, like in searches, right? So if you guys Googled my name, Corey Gulick, you're gonna see like my social media, and then you're gonna see like a whole bunch of podcasts that I've done, right? So that's a huge, huge thing for success, especially branding. And if you have a podcast, there's no better way to position yourself than to do just that, to do interviews with people. And once you, you know, kind of get that ball rolling, you can start interviewing bigger, bigger than people right that makes sense so it's like you get that first domino to fall and then all of a sudden all these other ones will fall behind it because it's like hey i interviewed this person on my podcast would you like to come and then it happens so oh yeah definitely yes really well said Corey. just being able to again going having that goal mindset probably have tons of success stories out there working with clients and other people in your space which is great we're excited for your back half of 2021 so as we say on the daily grind keep up the grind so yeah speaking of you know motivation and inspiring our listeners out there do you have a word of the day to, to motivate them on their daily grind or even a quote or a saying Jeez, that's a good one um i don't i don't really know about a quote but i would just say you know stick with it you got it don't give up uh, and don't let anybody else kind of stop you, right? Like, that's going to be the biggest thing is if it's your dream, it's your dream. Go after it. Really well said. I think that fits perfectly with today's episode. Uh, just, again, persevere, be able to overcome those challenges and continue to ach- achieve those goals along the way. Last but not least, Corey, if our listeners have questions, comments, want to get in touch with you after the show, how, how can they do so? Yeah, well, they can find me on social, right? I think Facebook is just Corey.Gulick. Uh, Instagram is Coach Corey Gielek. Clubhouse is Coach Corey at Coach Corey. Yeah, or just, yeah, you can just Google me, right? <laughs> if you Google me, you're going to find me, trust me. Wonderful. Perfect. We'll put Corey's contact info in today's show notes. As always, uh, thanks again for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you to Corey for being on the show.
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and shop our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. All right, bye. Bye. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. Thanks also to our podcast team, Kaylee Conklin, Davis Johnson, Sophia Spera, and Will Steinberg.